What, they think we got three Rod Brandemores or what? I think I started lifting real lightweights when I was like 12. Now listening to the Rod the Podcast with your hosts Jordan Betts and Mike Men. Welcome back, everybody. I have made the decision that I'm going to try my best to stick to a every Friday schedule so that we can get more consistent on the drops. So with that being said, episode lengths will probably vary depending on how much news comes out. And so we'll start with this one. It's going to be a short episode, February the 2nd. The Canes are currently on the all-star break. Sebastian Ajo being the representative from the Carolina Hurricanes. The team sits 28, 15, and 5, second in the Metro and fourth in the East. They are 8-2-1 since January and 11-2-1 since the Nashville game on 12-27 of 2023. The last game since our previous episode, the only game since our previous episode, was Carolina versus Arizona. That game starts out first period. Canes controlling the play, not completely dominating, I wouldn't say, but certainly controlling the play. They go down 1-0 against a run of play. Fast forward to the second period. They really start to play their game. They start to take over and just completely overwhelm Arizona. Natchez nets a second period power play goal with assists from Jarvis and Burns. And that domination just leads into the third period. A third period in which the Canes allowed zero shots against Some outlets had it at one, I believe, but I think it came back official stats at zero, which limited Arizona to only 11 shots in that game, which is a dominating performance. It did take the Canes until the very end of the game to win it with a brilliant goal from Dmitry Orlov, an absolute snipe from no angle. Assist from Jury and Chatfield, goal at 19-24 in the third. 13 seconds later, Jesper Faust adds that third goal from Jarvis. 3-1 win, showcasing how good the Canes can be when they play their system. Once again, something we've talked about all season, they're again without Svech. So this team has really showed some resilience. And when they've gotten to their game and everybody's chipped in, they have been electric. I think we've seen how important it is for Natchez to get going and to be confident. I think we've loved to see Jarvis getting down to the third line and really increasing the scoring potential from that line with Martinook and Stahl. And all in all, they're really starting to shape into the team that you want them to be going into the playoffs. With that being said, the most, probably the most exciting piece of news would be the fact that Freddie is back on the ice. Frederick Anderson is officially skating again, and that is a huge deal coming back from a blood clot. 
I personally didn't see a scenario where he came back this season. I thought it would be extremely risky, but he's back skating. That is a step in the right direction. That doesn't mean we'll see him right away, but that does open the door for a return to net. We have a little over a month before the trade deadline. It should give the front office a lot of time to evaluate a Anderson and Kochetkov tandem. You've got Kochetkov healthy back from the concussion. Freddie seems to be making his way to being able to play again. If those two guys can get rolling, if you can have Kochetkov build on his performances this season, and if you can have Freddie come back and give you playoff Freddie, then you have a really dangerous tandem heading into the playoffs. We have talked about it for episodes now. What's important for this game to do, the team to do, and we really focused on the goaltender position. If you get a healthy Freddie who's on top of his game, clearly rested, and a Kachetkov that is challenging for that one position, you're in a really good spot with your goaltending, which completely shifts how you prepare for the trade deadline. We've talked about the Canes maybe wanting to upgrade at two center. Well, the other big news that came out was the Elias Lindholm trade. Certainly a player that was on the Canes radar. A Matt, he was the number one trade target for this trade deadline most likely, and he goes even before we hit that date. Jim Rutherford, former GM of the Carolina Hurricanes, is known to be an aggressive GM when he thinks the, co- the team has the capability of being a cup contender. We saw that with the 05-06 Hurricanes, and that turned into a Stanley Cup. When we look at the Lindholm trade, and we know that Carolina was in trying to see if they could acquire him, the price that Vancouver paid was really steep. They had to send to Calgary Andre Kuzmenko, who is a probably middle six winger. He's been playing a lot with Pedersen in Vancouver, but he he probably shakes out to be more of a middle six winger. He had an electric start to his NHL career last year, shooting a extremely high 27%. There was no way that that was going to continue. We've seen the regression there. With that being said, there is no doubt that he is an NHL talent and a middle six talent. His biggest weakness is likely his skating, but the the Flames get a guy that they can plug into their lineup right away. In addition to that, they get Vancouver's first round pick in 2024, a conditional fourth round selection in 2024, where the condition, I believe, is if Vancouver gets to the Western Conference Finals, that fourth round pick becomes a third round pick. And then they added two prospects in Hunter Brustevich and Yoni Yermo. Brustevich seems to be the piece that a lot of people are excited about. Young defenseman that has all the capability to be a really good NHL defenseman, except for his skating. He's young. The big knock on him is his ability to skate. And that's going to be something that if if Calgary can solve it, if they can get him to sign, that could turn into a massive steal. And Yoni Yermo, I believe, drafted in 2020. Don't know a lot about him. Big body and just adds another prospect to the mix. That's a really steep price 
to pay for a guy when you don't even have an extension on board yet. That shows that Vancouver clearly sees this as a, a very short cup window, whether it's this season or what, and they're going for it. That should ta- that should really change the tides of what comes between now and the trade deadline. Other teams are going to have to get moving when us when the top player leaves the board this early over a month before the trade deadline. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some more action there. The next two guys at center would likely be an Henrique and a Monahan, guys like that. This trade doesn't help in the sense of lowering their value. Obviously, those three players aren't comparable, but when Vancouver goes out and pays a price like this, it's certainly going to make the Anaheims of the world, the Montreals of the world want to drive up the price on the two center that they currently have that is available. So it it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks as we see how the goaltender situation kind of shakes out. That's going to be the driving force towards whatever moves the Hurricanes make down the road. The later it takes them to make decisions, the more likely it is that they add bottom of the lineup depth pieces as much as I hate to say that the longer it goes the harder it is to implement these big minute guys we've seen it in the past when the team acquired Vincent Trocek and Brady Shea that there's a learning curve it takes time for guys that you expect to play big minutes to come in and be useful right away we're seeing it this season with Orlov he's slowly growing into the system slowly becoming a better player Waiting all the way to the trade deadline might not give you enough runway to maximize the value you get out of a player. So if they make a move for a top six guy forward-wise, or if they even make a move for a defenseman, which doesn't really make sense to me, they're going to have to get a guy back that they plan on keeping for a while like they did Trocek and like they did Shea. Unless management decides to completely change their mind and take a shot on a rental player that really adds some upside to the lineup. It's going to it's gonna really all depend on the goaltender position, though, like I mentioned. So that is what we will watch out for over the next couple of weeks. We'll have some games played between now and the next episode. We'll see what updates we get out of that, and we'll see if any other trades start to materialize out in the market. But for now, that's the update for the week. We will be back next week. Take care.